0: Oh, wait a minute! Wait a minute!
1: That's a terrible call.
0: That is a terrible call!
1: Brown Jalen.
2: Load Lowdown's Candles out! Gets it agitated. Tatum off the bounce.
3: To the basket! Come on, refs, get with the game here! Welcome back to another episode of the Celtics Pilot. As usual, for your Monday listening pleasure... Is the community call-in episode. Brendan's currently on his way to watch a Kings game. Tim is busy at work, so you're stuck with me while we wait for people to call in. I'm your host, Adam Taylor, bringing you the best of British basketball coverage. I don't know how I feel about that signing, so if you guys aren't a fan either, send me a message. We won't use it no more. While we wait for the phone lines to start picking up, let's talk about Discord and Hayward narrative that's currently running through social media. Personally, I feel like everybody needs to lay off Hayward. He's sacrificing a lot for the team, playing in a fourth option role, basically, where he's being utilized as a spot-up shooter more than what he's probably ever been in his career. That isn't his role. He requires the ball in his hands to be able to dictate the pace of play and dictate the offense. He's a slashing guy that wants to get to the mid-range and pull up from there or get to the hoop. When he isn't scoring, then he utilizing in other ways and there goes the phone who's on the line
1: it's your boy 49 is breezy what's going on
3: yeah what's up wayne how's it going my man
1: i'm doing good man how's, how's it going man
3: yeah i'm tough doing last night right yeah it was tough, a tough, tough one tough one before we start just to premise the usual rule you can do whatever you want to do but no cursing bro
2: yes sir
3: yeah it's a tough one um Houston played five out a lot and it really messed with the Celtics defensive positioning. It looked like they were really struggling to deal with that.
1: Yeah, man. Going in going into that second half, they definitely made whatever adjustments they they needed to make um <clears throat> on the Celtics. And I mean I mean, like the whole game, I mean it was going back and forth. It was it was just that Houston was started to hit their shots and you knew at some point like they were going to hit their shots. You knew at some point they were going to get those foul calls because so they were gonna start driving. But like you said, like you saw guys like struggle in rotation and get into the open shooter and it was leaving guys wide open so where guys that we don't even know who their names are were hitting wide open threes. And I think my biggest thing from last night was when why why did we stop trying to rotate the ball at some point? Like why did everybody have to be the hero? And And I mean everybody. I mean you got to look at everybody trying to hit that that shot to give this to give us the lead from Smart to Hayward to Tatum to to Brown. Thank you, Brown, for hitting the overtime shot. But like it was just like yo, just move the ball. Somebody will get open eventually. And it it kind of came back and bit us in the booty. And then it was I think the, the my I guess my biggest concern was like Tatum when they switched and put uh um. Oh, my God, what's his name? Uh, When they put – oh, I just said his name like 20 minutes ago.
3: Uh, <laughs> when they switched his their, defense, yeah. I know who their, you
1: are They're defensive guy. Like, who can hit corner threes? But I cannot think of his name right now. Like, I want to – can't think of his name. When they switched him and put him on Tatum, Tatum cannot get around him, yo. Like, I don't know if you guys saw that, but every time Tatum got the ball, they passed Tatum the ball, and then that dude was on Tatum. Tatum could not get around him. And then it was like four seconds left. And then we had to put up a prayer shot. It so was the, just like...
3: The turning point for me was definitely the physicality. As soon as Houston switched up that physicality and started playing more bully boy backyard ball, the Celtics oh. kind of fell apart, dude. They, they haven't been met with that sort of physicality much this year. And it really threw them off their game. I can see there's another guy in the line too that's going to join this discussion, so let's see what he thinks. Do you want to introduce yeah. yourself? One rule is no cursing, please abide
0: hey, hey Adam it's mark uh, we uh, We chatted a, a little earlier. Uh, we're actually uh, uh, a little bit on Twitter uh, from uh, from actually from the the section five pod. Uh, happy to be on. Uh, really excited to be here and, uh, and talk with you guys. Uh, got a got a lot of feelings about uh, about last night's game. Uh really really frustrating, but I think I uh, I definitely agree with you and it was one thing that I really wanted to touch on was the physicality of that game. And Brad said it a little bit. Uh I think it was going into the fourth quarter when they ran over to interview him real quick and uh, he mentioned how physical their be uh Houston was being and uh, how they were really kind of throwing the offense off and they had to find a way to respond to that and uh, it's just something that ultimately they uh, they weren't able to do, and it really uh, really hurt them down the stretch. They were really getting frustrated, getting uh, stuck on offense, and uh, as the other caller said, like they just stopped moving the ball. Uh, they were you know, playing a lot of ISO, thro- settling for a lot of really bad shots, uh, and uh, it just wasn't able to come together in a game that I felt like they really really should have won.
3: How do you I'm feel, good. Wayne? Do you agree?
1: I definitely agree. I mean, you said it. It was the, the, the back, the physicality of the game changed the mentality. And, and you know what that, that came down to us being young. <laughs> like us just having, just being young and not playing outside on the court, pick up basketball because they came into the league young and they just went straight to the NBA. Like it was just like that mentality came. PJ Tucker was the guy that I'm talking about. Between him and Robert Covington. And Robert Covington has been a thorn in the Celtics' booty since uh, the the Sixers' days. Like, when he played with the Sixers as well. Like, he's always been a thorn. He always hits big shots. And it's just like, those two guys changed the game plan. Okay? You're going to have Harden's going to always try to drive. Harden's probably had his, uh, like, his worst game. He only scored, like, 21 points. That's pretty bad for James Harden, right? But uh, Russell Westbrook's energy ignited that team, yo. And then with the guy that came off the bench, um, Eddie House, not Eddie House, Daniel House, <laughs> Daniel House was a guy that helped uplift that team, and that's that's what happened. But with all of that, the Celtics were still in the game. Like they were still in this game. They still could have won that game. And all I keep saying is, if Kimber Walker was here, it would have been bully on bully because I that that guy gets the bully mentality. Like he gets it. Like it, and and unfortunately he wasn't, but. I think, I know they beat us six times straight. I get it. It's hard, whatever, but they just they just bring a different matchup. Like, that's probably one of the teams, that, that's probably the only team in the West, I think will give us a problem. I don't think the Lakers give us a problem. I don't think the Clippers will give us a problem. And I don't think Denver, I don't think any of those other teams, I don't think OKC, I think this is the one team that will give us problems because they got they went more small ball than we go. Like we they were actually smaller than us. And they just brought a different mentality. And this is another learning experience, man. You play these games out in the West, bro. You go you you play to win, but if you lose, man, especially close ones like this, and I know they hurt, then you chuck that up and you're just like, yo, what do we get from this game? Like what what can we what what from our errors, what can we learn from this? Yo, we gotta we gotta toughen up. We got to have a, a tougher mentality. We got to play more physical basketball because there's going to be guys that just go out there on physical uh, will and and uh, enforce their will. Like we got out rebounded by a dude that's like six seven.
3: Six five.
1: Sorry, my bad. i ain't doing that. <laughs> six
3: five. I mean,
2: you, it. you, you touched on a point that I'm
3: keen to. I'm keen to stress here and. I was actually thinking of writing something on this. I might still do it. I might not. And that is the way Houston are playing since they went small. They're operating with a five out and then they're running heavy ISO plays. So they're predicated on ISO ball with no guy in the middle. And what that's doing is it's literally punishing the Celtics one floor on defense. And that's the way they react when teams penetrate. I'd say 60% of the time, whenever a ball handler penetrates, there's a rotation that happens. And... It, when you're playing a five-out, that rotation for a good three or four seconds maybe leaves a shooter open in the corner or leaves it open for a kick-out for another penetration. And the way Houston played against Boston this time and last time, they were penetrating in, they were kicking out, and then they were shooting And The penetrator was there ready for the rebound. If it wasn't him, you could see guys like Westbrook that would just ghost in almost unnoticed and be available to contest for a rebound. And then P.J. Tucker was just an absolute force. So the way they play really does stretch out Boston's defense. They're pulling big men out of the paint, especially a guy like Daniel Tice, where he's actually a good perimeter defender, but he doesn't have the pace to kind of get back in that rear view and try and get that. You see when he tries to get the blocks when he's chasing you down and they're usually turning over to be um, goaltends, that's because he's lacking that extra one step of pace. Mark, yeah. how do you feel?
0: Um, yeah, I uh, agree with all of that. Uh, the rotation on defense uh, really hurt the Celtics and they seemed like they just weren't really sure what to do in the second half uh, when that happened. Uh, but I was really happy with the defense in the first half uh, because they were able to shut them down. Uh, and uh, something I've been saying since the last time they played the, uh, the Rockets, I think it was on the 11th. And even before that, uh, this team you just can't get them on the foul line. You got to uh, just let them shoot, right? Because they are the 19th best three-point shooting team, according to percentage, right? They just shoot them more than anyone else. They really right. uh, make their uh, make their way at the free throw line. We saw it last time when uh, they had uh, close to 50 free throws. I think they had 42 free throws last time they played us. Uh, and that was the difference in the game. They really did a great job of not letting Houston get to the line. Uh, and uh, I thought that was going to be the difference there because – they're going to miss their shots. They'll make some too, but they're going to miss a lot. Uh, and you're going to be there to clean it up. But Tucker just killed them. There's one in particular that I, I can vividly remember in the fourth quarter last night. Uh, when there were four Celtics that just kind of seemed like they were standing around and Tucker's in the middle and he somehow comes out with the ball. Like, how does that happen? We got, uh, I think Tice was down there, uh, but Celtics had four dudes there and none of them even came close to touching the ball. It's like the thing had a magnet to Tucker last night. It was really, really frustrating. And really it was the, I think the key to the game down the stretch.
1: It definitely was. And the crazy thing is Tucker didn't even lead them in rebounds. Covington did. I'm trying to tell you, like those two guys, like Even though I know they didn't score or whatever like they should have, those were the games, those were the guys that kept them even in that game. Remember, the Celtics, I mean, we had a crazy lead. Like, and, and then and after the half, it was up by 11 maybe. And then after that, it just started to trickle, trickle, trickle down. We had a horrible third quarter. Third quarter was ridiculously bad. And then the fourth quarter, it was just pace after pace after pace. They were getting. I guess the extra hustle was getting them those extra offensive rebounds. It
0: and was for sure.
1: They just found a way to close out. Like you know, they they found a way to close out. Smart played a hell of a game. Gang uh, Smart have Smart played for forty five minutes and had twenty six point seven assists and five rebounds. Like that's a great game for 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 Marcus Smart. And just imagine like the energy he would have been able to have like you know, if Kimball was in in that particular game, which I know Kimball's supposed to play on Tuesday, but honestly, it's the next. Let him rest another game. Like, let's just let him rest because the playoffs are coming. And I think when this team is full strength, it's going to be really hard to beat. Here's my biggest concern, though. Don't None of that that we talked about was, like, a huge concern other than, like, it just didn't result in a W. Here's my biggest concern. Our bench had six, four, six points. Four points. Four points. Sorry. Yeah. Four points. So that's bad. So yeah. between Simi, Grant Williams, Wanamaker, and Langford, they had four points.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm so, with you. That, that had me so concerned last night. Uh and two of those points were Wanamaker uh, at the free throw line. So, really, the the whole bench gave you one field goal in the entire game. Which in was game Grant, which Grant Williams. It was Grant mm-hmm. Williams, yeah. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's just absolutely wild. Like Romeo's out there. I like what I'm seeing from him uh, on the defensive end. But aside from that one game, I think it might have been against Atlanta. He's giving them nothing on the offensive nothing. end, aside from maybe a, a jumper here or there. He hit a 3 uh, On the West Coast road trip, that was uh, really nice to see. I think it might have been Portland, but you're seeing little teeny flashes. But he's not contributing off the bench, and with Smart in the starting lineup now, uh, that's a they're not going to get anything from these bench scorers. So they need to be healthy, and it puts them in a really tough spot because if they get to a playoff Mm -hmm. series and someone rolls an ankle and has to miss three games, like they're in a lot of trouble because they're so top heavy, uh, and they're not going to be able to compensate for anyone who has to miss even a short amount of time when they're you know, playing uh, playing the top teams in the league every night.
3: So with Roe, yeah, kind of. he's projecting more of a slasher than a jump shooter, and he's being utilized in the corners more often than not. I have seen flashes of him when he's driving to the rim and he's getting blocked, and that's just, we saw that from Jalen Brown earlier in his career as well. That's just where you're holding the ball, how you're protecting the ball with your body, what you can get away with at college, you're not getting away with in the NBA. Players are too savvy. Expecting him to be putting up numbers as a jump shooter isn't what he did at college and isn't what he really projects to be this early in his career, which is why I was such an advocate for trying to find some scoring in, in at the trade deadline to help the bench out. Part of me feels like once the full four horsemen are healthy, then the staggering of the rotations are going to kind of help shore up that, that unit. But Mark makes a good point. If anybody gets hurt for a, even a minute amount of time during the playoffs, it's really going to put pressure on the team to produce. The starters are going to be playing some ridiculous minutes.
1: Extra minutes. Yeah. And so my question, I guess, will be then why Langford? Like, why, why his position? I know we like to go big. I mean, as far as height wise when it comes and, and length when it comes to having these forwards in there. Why not bring in Carson Edwards who can, who, Whose, role, whose job is to just score, like you know, drive, shoot, whatever. Like, cause that's what we're good. That's what we needed. Like, we needed that. Wanamaker against Westbrook, it, it just was a bad matchup. Wanamaker against James Harnett, just a bad, these are bad matchups. It, it, like they, he, those two guys overpowered him, and he just could not find his way, you know, to drive or to shoot or to do whatever, but against other guys, we watch Wanamaker excel, right? Like, so, like, against guys who are less, I guess, you know, all-star-ish, Wanamaker does fine. Like, he 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 does find his way to the rim. He does get his open shots. His jumpers do fall. But <clears throat> when the talent is what it was last night, it, 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 he's not it. So if he's not it, you would think Grant Williams, you would think Simi like if if they they had a a small lineup, they had a small size lineup. So you would think those two guys could come in and get around and and do their thing, maybe more semi over than Grant, but I, I think Grant will eventually be like the guy. I have I have Grant being our PJ Tucker. Like, you know what I mean? Like hitting the threes, grabbing the rebounds, the extra hustle. He's Gonna be like a better big baby Davis, like at some point in his career. Um, but I have him being that guy, defensive guy, that can, can can score. You know, his rookie season, he's doing his thing. But I, the, the last night, it was just weird. It was just weird that they gave us – they played, like, 14, 13, 11 minutes, but they, they didn't give us any production. So, therefore, Marcus Trent has to take these shots and, and get 22. Gordon Hayward finished with 18. <clears throat> hey, Adam, I saw you tweeted earlier today about guys bashing Gordon Hayward and I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit sick of it too, bro. I'm, yeah,
2: I'm not at the forbidden. point.
1: I'm like, I, I, I'm like, yo, he's on this team. He's, and I, I just want to be one. I don't know if you feel this way. I do know when Kimba plays, he plays better. Not sure what that means. Not sure if that's a veteran to a veteran type of trust type thing or whatever. I just know he, he seems, and he seems like he's in a better situation when Kimba's there and when the young guys are there. I feel like he doesn't want to step on toes. Like, I don't know if you get that or if it's just me, but you see, I do know me, his when, numbers are better.
3: When Kemba's not there is when I expect to see him doing more. He should have the ball in his hands more when Kemba's injured.
1: It, it, it's Tatum's team when Kemba's not there. Yeah, but that's, even that's so, the they're thing. still
3: running the offense through Marcus Smart at that point. They're letting Marcus Smart do the dribble drive penetration and start setting those guys up. And that's cool. Marcus okay. Smart's a, a good playmaker. He knows the plays. He knows how the team needs to perform. But you when know. you've got a playmaker of the level of Gordon Hayward and your primary playmaker in Walker Walker's injured, then give the ball to Gordon Hayward. Let Gordon Hayward go to work. Let him earn that money. You can't be putting him in the corners and asking him to play as a spot-up shooter when that's not what he does. It's not how he got into an all-star team in the first place in Utah. He's not a spot-up scorer. So don't put him in the corners, especially when your primary guard is injured. Give him the ball, let him run point forward. And when guys start to trap him, you've got Marcus Smart that can deputize. I don't understand why he's not being utilized like that at the moment when Kemba's not in the lineup.
1: I I wonder if it has to do with his uh his um his mindset though. Like I wonder if that has to do with his confidence. That's what I'm trying to say. Like is he still confident? Because we we see games where he's confident, right? He's driving and and when he drives and they crash in on him, dishing the ball out to the right, pa- like the right play, or or he's flashing to the basket and getting in, or you know, like, or he's pulling up and hitting those those three types, those three pointers. Like, but then there's games where he he doesn't have that same mindset. Like, it's got to be something mental, opposed to like his like his physical skill. Like I, I, he, the skills are there. It's just I think there's some there's something with this mental. And like you said, he's got to, we expect him to be a veteran, a leader at this point, right? Like, at some point, like, hey, yo, I could do this, but what if that's not what Brad is calling? And then why wouldn't Brad be trying to run the offense like that? Like, what is really up? And that, those are the questions that I have. Um, when you have a guy that's as great as Gordon Haywood can be, I don't think he's lost anything. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he um has regressed. I just think he's been utilized different and that I, I felt like they're making him a role player and I don't think that's what he should be.
0: Yeah. Uh, if I can jump in on that, I, I agree with that totally that he, he's being turned into a role player. He's their fourth option when everything goes the way that it should. And everybody's on the court, uh, which admittedly, we haven't seen a ton of this season uh, between all the guys yeah. missing a, a game here and there or, or missing prolonged periods of time, uh, including Gordon. Uh, but, uh, I was taking a look at his you know, at his numbers across the board for uh, for one of the last pods that we did. And uh, actually his field goal percentage, his true shooting percentage, his effective field goal percentage, his rebounding, it's all on the same level or higher than it was his all-star year in Utah. The big difference is his usage rate. So yes, he is being put in different positions. Like Adam, you said he's going being put in the corner more instead of being that point forward. Uh, but also he's just, he's not as involved. Uh, and, that's the big difference, but you're getting the same production you were getting. So like, he hasn't regressed at all. I don't think. I think if mm-hmm. anything, we're getting what we paid for this year. Uh, it's just he's not been in the right spot uh, at times. He hasn't been getting the ball as much as you, you would hope when you see when you see the contract and when you see what he did in Utah. Uh, but he's he's been playing really well. I think for most of the season, uh, aside from a few of the the instances we can think of where maybe he's missed a bunny or he's. Uh, I just kind of seem to lack a little bit of confidence in uh, in certain points, but overall, like, I'm really uh, against the the Hayward slander. I'm a I'm a big fan of his. I think that he's playing really well, and I think he's you know, been what we sh- uh, could have expected for the season.
1: Yeah, man. Especially after coming back, you know, the second year, and everybody done everybody got better. <laughs> like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like. The team got better, and he it's i don't know it's a, it's a, it's a, for me it's a good situation to have because when it comes down to playoffs, you want Gordon Haywood on your team and not off the team, like you get what I'm saying like you because they could be that one game where he does have to do what um you guys just said, like he has to run point forward and do that, so it could be that one game, and I kind of like that i I would like for them to switch it up like every game so that way they can't get used to the team. Like, you know, in one particular type of way. Oh, Kimba's going to run point. I, I, I prefer Kimba off the ball, right? Even though he's right. the point guard, I, I prefer him off, right? Yeah, this, I I just, you know, for Celtics fans, you just take these losses with a grain of salt and you keep on moving because the season's not over. And like, this game is not knocking us out of the playoffs or it's not even knocking us down a spot in the, you know, for for our It's it, It's just more like, it was a tough loss, you know, on right. Saturday night. <laughs> like, that's what it was. Did we want to win? Absolutely. But hey, man, we won't see this this team again until the finals. So, like, <laughs> we're not seeing them in the finals. You, right, my point exactly. So <laughs> you, you take you take it with the grain of salt. And you move on, and you, and and you prepare to dominate the East. Isn't that the goal? Dominate it is. the Absolutely. East. Absolutely. Boom. That like so. I you know, I, I enjoy the game. I enjoyed the game last night. I've been actually the past uh, week. Past week the Celtics have been playing excellent basketball. You know, going on that road trip, doing what they needed to get done. Um, I had another tough loss on that road trip. We won't talk about that again. But yeah, like this team is going to be great. You know what I'm saying? And we're watching. We're watching Jason Tatum. It's like yo, know, like having a having a child and watching him like take his first steps now he's walking now he's uh, walking now he's running now he's doing it Yo, know, like
3: where did you got ahead of me mate. i had the jason tatum talk no it's cool Yo, i had the I jason <laughs> so i had the jason tatum talk penciled in for after the break so i tell you what let's so. go to break now and then when we come back we'll dive into jason tatum i know wayne's a fan of stats he's always he's always messaging me for stats mark i know you're a fan <laughs> of stats too right oh yeah so, I've pulled up some of his synergy numbers and some numbers on cleaning the glass to look at the percentiles. So, we'll take a look at what he's doing statistically. Guys, we'll be back in a moment just after a short advert. And when we're back, we're going to be talking all things Mr. Tatum. So guys, I pulled up his numbers off Synergy. We'll start with Synergy. I'm assuming you guys are aware of what Synergy is, how it tracks stats and stuff. Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay, cool. So looking at Synergy, he's using... We're looking at Jason Tatum here. Sorry, was, let me just switch the page from Hayward. Yep. Right. Looking at Synergy, he's in the top seven, seven percentile of players running the pick and roll as a ball handler. For a wing, that's phenomenal. He's um. Okay, so he's shooting 47.6% from the field. When you adjust that to allow for freeze, he's shooting at over 56%, coming on to 57% when adjusting for freeze. When he's running that pick and roll, and it's usually with Daniel Tice, let's be quite honest, Tice has been a very large part of why Tatum's been so effective. And then he's also drawing, what, 8% shooting fouls, which to be honest, is something I want to see him doing more of, regardless of whether he's pulling up for free, pulling up from mid-range, or getting to the rim. I'd like to see him drawing fouls a bit more. We saw Jalen Brown actually try to do that and then ended up elbowing. Who was it he elbowed in the mouth? Was it House? Oh, I think it was House because he went up yeah, for the shoes. But he was leaning in to try and draw that, that foul. So seeing that evolution from both of those guys, now they're hunting to get to the line, is going to be the next big step for each of them. Wow. In transition, Tatum's actually quite poor, which is shocking. I think that's mainly due to the earlier season struggles around the rim, to be fair. Because he went through those phases, right, where he was he was just laying up everything and clunking them. And then once he got sick of the ball bouncing, basically rattling back out, he started trying to mesh that floater game in. Do you remember his little floater phase that he went through? Yes. Uh, That weren't working well. And then he's kind of settled in between and it's working quite well. But I feel like his transition numbers in terms of season wide took a big hit because of those struggles early on between the layups and the floaters. So he's only in the 63rd percentile for that. But he's running. I feel like now if I see him breaking down the floor, I'm confident. Are you guys confident now?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. For um, sure, I'm definitely confident. I mean, his layup, like, all right. So here's what here's what I've watched grow uh, from Tatum. <clears throat> so his driving capability, right? Uh, whether it's in fast break, whether it's in transition, whether it's you know it it is. So he's finishing. Now we've all watched him not be able to finish because of the way he's taking those layups. But have you seen this guy in, with his left hand? Like you this. dude is He had a layup yesterday. Where the dude jumped to take away his right hand, and he switched it with the left hand to get the he get the layup. That is amazing. That's the stuff I do in two K. Like that's amazing. Like I I was like, yo, if this kid left hand is finishing like this, he's going to be a problem. And I know. I wanted to trade everybody to get Anthony Davis. I get it. I'm sorry. I'm one of those guys. Whatever. <laughs> but I am so glad Danny A's didn't answer my text message that night. Like, I'm so glad that he was not listening to me. Like, this kid Tatum is going to be a problem, yo. Like, I know he's a problem. But like you said, the next phase for these young guys is to be able to draw the file. And Tatum is starting to get the calls. Like, he's starting to get, I don't know, the superstar treatment or whatever you want to call it. But he's starting to get his calls, even though he had that one bad offensive call. It wasn't bad. I'm sorry. Can we get the rule, the league to change the rule on the leg kick? Because it didn't look like the leg was an intentional thing. I guess when you jump to shoot, you're just supposed to jump straight up or whatever. But uh, the dude ran over to him. It's not. I don't know, man. It's like a weird call. but. That's that kind of what, what kind of like gives them the momentum. That's what gave Houston the momentum. That one call right there. But I think Tatum is going to be a problem going forward, yo. And I like, I'm talking averaging thirty a night. And if you can average thirty a night with a Kimba and a Gordon and a and and a Brown and a Smart, I mean, it just, Ugh that's amazing. That's amazing to me. That's amazing because we watched him start and grow into this and that's what i like about it it's like watching a child grow up all right i'm
0: done talking <laughs> all right uh wayne first i gotta say uh, if you can pull that off in 2k you're the man because there's no way that i'm pulling off that move in 2k <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you,
3: gotta but,
1: to the, you gotta switch to hit the right of the joystick and the left you gotta know how to hit the joint yo
3: how are you doing this in 2k bro <laughs>
1: Nah, when you go up for, for a layup or a dunk and if they jump to one side, you got to switch, you know what I'm saying? You got to switch it in the mid air. You could do it. It's switch hands. It, it's hard, but you could do it. All right,
0: go ahead. All right. Well, uh, so uh, you were talking a lot about uh, him getting to the line, starting to get the calls. Uh, I actually had some stats that I pulled up on that. Uh, it's from basketball reference uh, and it, it says they're unofficial, but they're, they're pretty close in the ballpark. Uh, you know, Tatum has 19 and ones this year. Uh he had 20 each of the last two years. So he's starting to get a heck of a lot more of those uh, this year. because He's going to finish well over those numbers. And he's drawn 116 fouls uh, this year, uh, shooting fouls. Uh, and uh, that's one off of his career high, which he got his rookie year. Uh, and he's still got uh, however many games left, 20 games left. Uh, so yeah. uh, that's just a sign. he He's playing more aggressively. He's going to the rim with more confidence, which I think is – Uh, the biggest difference in his game uh, is it's his team. It's his game. It's his ball. And he's going to do whatever he wants with it. And he's just going to impose his will on the opponent. Uh, And that's what's getting him some calls. Plus he's starting to make that jump into superstar. So he's going to start to get some superstar calls. If it's questionable, he might get the call. Uh, Last Mm -hmm. year or the year before, if it was questionable, it's like, Come on, rookie! You're not getting that call. So we're mm-hmm. going to see a little bit of that start to come into play too. Like I doubt it's he's ever going to get the LeBron type of whistles, but uh, he's going to start to get some calls where they say, "Well, if Tatum misses that. It's Tatum. It, he probably got hit," and they'll send him to the line. So uh, we're, we're starting to see, uh, I think, a huge step in that, in that regard.
1: Do you guys think that? Because I, I I'm start I I know when a guy's starting to turn into a superstar after after they get a foul call and, and how they react to the foul. <laughs> and I like Tatum's reaction because Tatum's reaction is 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 almost it's almost LeBron esque. Like it's not LeBron, but he's not as whiny, but it's definitely there. Like, come on, ref. Like did you see what he like did you see it's not like he's crying, but it's like a whine, like come on, they gotta call it and they Tatum legit gets fouled a lot. They just they don't call a lot of the foul. Um, but I'm telling you, I'm loving what I'm loving to witness the evolution of Jason Tatum. Like, I can't wait to sign him. I I can't wait to give you know Danny an extra, you know, fifty bucks or something just to get him to get him to stay and like actually, it's gonna be a lot more for
3: fifty bucks.
1: (laughs) He he gave fifty for me. I don't know what y'all it is, but that's all I can afford. That dude's getting the
3: rookie max on day one of being a.
1: Ooh, talk about it, baby. I can't wait to that show. <laughs> and, he de- and, he's, he- and he deserves it, yo, because we've watched him evolve. That's my point. Like, we, we we're we saying it's it's hard to watch players grow. We don't know if they're going to grow. We watched Kawhi Leonard do it, right? We watched these players blossom. I just think uh, Tatum is – oh, wait a minute. You know what we didn't talk about? His, his chase down defense or the blocks he had last night. On on guy shots going to the rim and, and getting back, you know he he's a key. That kid is defending man. Like again, tough loss against a tough team. You're playing James Harden, fricking you know a bunch of guys that you know come in and and hit shots. That all they do is shoot. Hard to rotate. Russell Westbrook is a whole other monster. And you lose by one point in overtime. Like what? That's that's a that's something they should not hang their heads down on. Um, like I said, it sucks to lose, but I guarantee you, them cats are gonna try to put up a fifty burger on 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 the nets. Like they, they, I guarantee something, and they're not gonna do that, guys. I'm just saying, like they're gonna, their mentality though is gonna be like, yo, we shouldn't have lost that game. Let's go out here and do it. We know what we could have did whatever, whatever. And the matchups will be different too. Pice played well. I mean, I know he only had eight points, but yeah, fifteen rebounds. Remember, we kept saying we needed a big. I guess against that type of size team. He looks like a big, but he had 15 boards, and he was getting fouled all the time. And I'm tired of the refs calling fouls on Tice. Like everything he does is not a foul. He can breathe; it should not be called a foul. It shouldn't be a foul. Like everything is not a foul. Tyson's in foul trouble every first quarter of every game since the beginning of the season.
3: Since the and dawn of fair. time.
1: <laughs> it's not fair.
3: So here's if a you question his for name you. Is Tyce, Here's a fair. question for you guys and Mark and Wayne. I want both of your opinions on this. And I'm kind of running this narrative from now until the playoffs on this community call-in, so I'm going to be asking it every week to whoever's new on the call-in. With these two, with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum's evolution, are you considering the Celtics title contenders?
0: Yes. Um, I think they're contenders this year. Uh, and I kind of threw that out early in the season. Uh, you, Adam, you know uh, my boy G. Uh, he asked me, Say something. Give me a, give me a hot take. Give me something that might not, you'd think probably won't happen, but you maybe has a shot. I said they win it this year. Uh, of course, it was kind of out of left field at the time, but I've been a believer from the beginning. And then we see how they get there and we see the progression of Jalen, the progression of, uh, of Jason uh, and other pieces really coming in together. I think they got a heck of a shot to win it this year. And if they see Houston in the finals, I am 100% convinced that they sweep that team because I'm, <laughs> Call me a Houston hater if you it. want, but I think that the Rockets stink, and I think that they they're, they're going to beat them. They're going to blow the doors off those guys. Uh, they figured out how to play them. Now they just got to put it together on the offensive end uh, and uh, and get to the bucket and uh, and make things happen. And they are better than that team.
1: I'm gonna go along with Mark here because Mark said that they they figured Houston out, and I I kind of agree. And and the reason why is. The last time they played Houston, I think we lost by what, like 11 or something like I think that? It we was lost. 11. Right. And then we come back and the Houston added pieces. That, let's, let's, don't, let's not talk. Covington wasn't on that squad. Like they added some pieces and um, they got rid of some pieces. They got rid of Clinton Capella. Clinton Capella didn't play the last time we played him either. But we damn, near, we damn near had them figured out. Like we had them figured out. Like we did. It just, we couldn't get a couple of balls to bounce our way on rebounds. Like they just bounced the wrong way. Like Can't make that up. And with that, we we're a layup away from winning the game. Or two free throws miss we had I know I watched us miss two free throws, but I know we missed more. You know what I'm saying? Like
3: I watched us miss two, but I know we missed more. That's brilliant. <laughs> because <laughs> that's,
1: because <laughs> I, I know I, I, I saw Tatum miss two and I know that Brown missed one and I don't know who missed any more but so I know I I probably went to the bathroom on one of those. But anyway, like listen, like this team is a contender. And, and I know the thing I love about this year's team is that the cancer has been removed from the locker room. And with that being said, last season, we as, as Celtic fans, we were at war with one another because of the, the locker room. You had guys in the locker room that had fans divided. Y'all know me. I it's still comedy.
3: happening now, I man.
1: They, I, I, it's hard. I don't hear it as much now. But I, you know how I love Kyrie, and I wasn't trying to hear it, because at the end of the day, he's the best player on the court. But you know what? He wasn't the best teammate on the court. And I couldn't separate the two. I couldn't figure out why guys wouldn't want to play with the best player. And I get it. I, I get it now. I didn't get it then. Um. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy that we we've made amends and moved forward. And they went and got a guy that pretty much – does everything that Kyrie does, and he's a better teammate. And with that, and it's the reason why Kimball Walker works is because he he's not a ball dominant person. That's the difference. And it's just like I can allow Tatum to be Tatum. I can allow Brown to be Brown and I can still be Kimball Walker. And guess what? The pressure, the load, me scoring fifty, sixty a night, it ain't on me no more, man. I could play in this league for another st- eight to ten years you know like it was like the perfect it was like the perfect divorce for the perfect new marriage you know what I'm saying it was like
3: here's the next question I've got for you guys talking about Houston and if we were to match up with them in the finals which is probably one of the longest shots I'd love to see the Vegas line on that do you feel like we should at least see Boston play five out for a little while to see how they can attack teams running with that sort of scheme because Daniel Tice can hit the three he's not great, but he's respectable at least. Try and run a 5 out. You've got three or four legitimate penetrators that can do exactly what Houston are doing, but better. Do you guys want to see that experiment now before the playoff comes in case that is a legitimate play call that no. you can lean on? You don't want to see them run 5 out.
1: I, I don't know. I, I, if they do it, I want them to do it. I don't want them to experiment with it. I don't want teams to have any film of that whatsoever. So when Boston comes out and does that, because I guarantee you that's in their mind, the st- what, exactly what you said is probably something they had seen and game plan down for playoff purposes only. I don't want to see them practice it now and against real teams. Let it happen like when it happens. And when it happens, we're just going to be like, wow. Like, like that, I think that's how they should go about it. That's just me personally.
3: I can see there's another caller on line. Mark, I'm going to want you to, um, definitely put your your opinion across in a moment. Mm-hmm. Who we got? Hello. Oh, hey, what's going on, man? Hey, hey, what's going on, man? You all good?
2: Man, I'm good, man. Sorry I took so long.
3: Yeah, no worries, man. You can call in whenever this is recording. So I'm just going to go back to Mark for his opinion, then I'll reiterate the question for you and get your opinion on it, too. Okay.
0: Yes. Uh, so... Uh, if they're maybe mixing it in a little bit to give a different look uh, to whether it's a team in the playoffs or whether it's you know Houston or whoever, uh, then okay, I, th- I guess I'm for it. But it's not what they've been successful with all year. So I really don't like adjusting their strategy to another team. Uh, and especially if you see Houston. Uh because, Adam, you were talking about the theoretical chance that they see Houston in the finals, which I agree is a it's, a, of a long I been, shot. Yeah. Right. I, I, I got Houston out in five in the first round. I don't think they're good. Um, teams are going to figure them out just like the Celtics did last night. They're going to be able to execute. They're going to be gone. But what Houston does, they're good at. So if you play that style and you try to match up with Houston by playing Houston style, they're going to be better at it than you are. So just do your thing. Play your game. Uh, and just try to beat them by giving them their your best shot against their best shot and because if the Celtics do that i think that they should beat them uh, but if you try to go into some some sort of trick and do what they do they're going to do it better than you it's the same argument that i made with uh, with golden state uh, the last few years when houston looked like they were trying to play like golden state to beat them like golden state was the best team to ever play that style you're not going to beat them playing like that you have to do something different you have to do what you're great at to beat those teams
3: Exactly. Okay, new caller. I forgot your name, so what's your name? Jabari. Jabari. So here's the question. With the way that Houston attacked the Celtics playing a five-out scheme, would you like to see the Celtics do that against another team and run some five-out with ties playing on the, on the perimeter instead of down low on the block?
2: Um, No, I do not because I kind of agree with what my man was saying before. The way we play, I think we would have a better chance of beating Houston. Houston, they're, they, they're, they're sold into playing five out, which is fine. But where I feel like we would have had a better offensive, you know, chance. Cause as you, as you saw in the fourth quarter, we went completely cold and I feel like we were just shooting way too many jump shots. You know, I would have posted up Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown and just had them gone to work because Houston had no shot blocking. Now granted, now Covington, I think he was master with Tatum for the most part, who is a good defender, but I felt like Jalen Brown should have had a few more touches at, at the end. But I I don't agree with um, playing their style of five out. I think Ty should have got you know more minutes. I would like I like I like playing Grant and Ojale together. Yeah, I don't I don't I wouldn't have went five out.
3: Yeah, so that Grant and Ojale pairing has been something that's been a narrative of pretty much all of February, maybe even stemming back into the tail end of January. I'm assuming Brad Stevens likes what he sees because he keeps making sure those two are in a second unit together. The defense that they bring and the switchability at the four and five is fantastic. Oh,
1: yeah, they just they, they yeah. just gotta be able to put up points too. Like they gotta have. <laughs> you still gotta be able to score though. Like so that that's my only issue.
3: Yeah, that's where uh, staggering the that's where staggering two of the four guys from the starting lineup is gonna help because if you've got like. Gordon Hayward and, I don't know, arguments sake, like Jason Tatum, and then you've got Semi Grant Williams, and I'm assuming Time Lord's going to get some minutes there as well. That's a, oh, defense. Yeah, That's a defensive oh, yeah, we team can that can score some buckets. You're going to get points off Hayward and Tatum, but you're going to be able to lock out teams for yeah. stretches, especially when it's their second unit you're playing against.
1: I would like to see him play on Tuesday too, by the way. I hope he gets some minutes
3: on Tuesday. What do you think, Mark? What are you saying about that? Yeah, I, I
0: definitely want to see some time from out of time, Lord. Uh, I, we know what he brings on the defensive end. He can make just a, a game-changing, exciting block that's going to get the crowd really into the game. But I'm excited to see what he can add on the offensive end too because his offensive game is not very polished. But if Tatum or Jalen are driving to the basket and they end up getting, uh, getting trapped or uh, get cut off, they can throw a bailout lob up to Williams and he's just going to go get it. And we were seeing a little bit of that earlier in the year where they were able to get a couple of free buckets just because that guy is freakishly athletic and people just can't get up as high as he can. Uh, so he just adds another little element that maybe will give them an extra four points a game. And if they were able to get that last night, they they win the game. So uh, I really am excited to see him healthy and uh, see him start to you know, progress like he was early in the year.
3: Jabari, are you looking forward to Tom Lord returning? Yes, sir.
2: Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> what, we, what we've been missing since he's been out, like like you all said, is that rim protection and just that athletic big that can just catch lobs and, you know, just get us easy buckets. Granted, now, tyce has been playing, you know, lifestyle basketball, but after that, you know, when we go to Canner, you know, Kanner gives us buckets, but he's not that rim protector that we need. And like I said, I like I like the lineup with O'Jelaine Williams, but Time Lord just brings that true center, that DeAndre Jordan kind of feel that could block shots and get out and run the floor. They just brings a whole different dynamic to what we need, you know.
3: Yeah, that vertical spacing, that that lob threat that opens up the drives for the for the wings, and then you can hit this guy slashing because the team's worried about the lob.
2: Exactly. Now, I, I will say his offensive game is still, like you said, it is still raw. But honestly, I don't, I don't think it will matter because we're we're so deep offensively. That really, we just need that defensive rebounding presence that can, you know, lock down down low.
3: So here's where we come to the last segment of the of the podcast, and this is basically where I just let you guys riff. You can fire questions at each other, or you can fire them at me, and then we'll just see where the wind takes us. Usual rules apply. Cursing is out. Okay. So go ahead, fire some questions I, at or whatever you want to
2: do. I got I got one question if you guys don't mind. What? and adam i i, I dm this to you earlier with kemba with kemba coming back you know that's that's 22-7 you know that we haven't had for almost a month now with him coming back would it be more feasible to put gordon hayward on the bench and you know to you know buffer up our bench cuz gordon's playing lights-out basketball you know a lot of people get on him but he had 18-6 and, what four last night That's that's great numbers so it so my question is one would you put gordon on the bench and if so, too, who would you you know, bring up in
3: that starting position? For me, I wouldn't right, so put him on the bench. Um, I'll let you guys jump in afterwards. I wouldn't put him on the bench, but I'd make sure he was the first guy off the floor, one of the first substitutions off, and then bring him back in with the second unit because that way he's still on the court to begin the game to make sure that the team started. Oh. Because obviously the bad starts were a very big theme for a majority of January, December-ish. And then you can still make sure he's there on the closing lineup, but he's there to shore up the second unit for stretches yeah. as well. That'd probably be one of the better options available. In my opinion, obviously I'm not a super duper expert on these things. I like to think I'm, I know a bit. What about you guys? yeah
0: I, I agree with you Adam I'd love to see him play a little bit with the with the second unit uh, we're giving Tatum and uh, uh, and Jason uh, or T- Tatum and Jalen a little bit of a rest uh, and go ahead and, and have him anchor down that second unit uh, but I don't want to take him out of the starting lineup just for the reason you said uh, I'm kind of hesitant with uh, having smart out there and kemba uh, and going that small uh, to start a game uh, especially with how efficient Hayward has been playing for most of the year Uh, but they need bench scoring somewhere Uh, and uh, I think the if you get Hayward in with the second unit if you kind of stagger him like that uh, that could maybe make up for the bench scoring uh, because as we talked about a little earlier there's a lot of these guys who are giving them some good things on the defensive end or the hustle stats but they're just not putting it in the basket Uh, and uh, I think that might be a solution to it. But yeah, then I, agree, doing,
1: right? I agree with you too though. Yeah, I agree too. I think that's how you do it. You definitely, you definitely let Hayward start. And like you said, he's the first to sub out. And then Hayden can go, you know, I mean, Hayward can go, you know, mama mode when he comes back in there with him and smart, um, and, and that second unit. And then that's when you get your guys, like you get, you get your Williams and your, and your semi lineup come in there. You know what I'm saying? And lock people up. Like,
2: love- Yeah.
1: Exact so that so now you got your defensive presence in the second unit and you can get offense scoring from from your Hayward who can lead that second unit, even though Marcus Smart um Probably would still it'll still run through him or make Marcus Smart your actual two guard. Marcus like Marcus Smart not to take away from Hayward, but Marcus has been playing a heck of a two guard, yo. Like he's been shooting, like shooting, he's been shooting, shooting the lights out, yo. And 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 I we need to give him credit because no longer when he puts the ball in his ear do I go. That was a dumb
2: shot. Like no, my, just, no, we're like
1: yes, Marcus, yes.
0: I I had that I reaction yesterday. I had that reaction yesterday. You threw one up. I was like, "Oh no!" And it went in. I was like, "Okay, I guess we're here." Come
2: out the fourth quarter when he pulled it on on that four to three fast break, and he pulled off the top of the key.
0: Yep, that's the Yo, one. <laughs> he's like,
2: "Yeah, Marcus, like, I, right,
1: bet." You know what? And it's like the trust thing is there. Like he's allowed to do it. Like, and it it just makes it. It goes back to what we talked about earlier with the evolving of our players. You know, it's just a um, we're just seeing a different level of. of from our guys and that makes it good for haywood because because adam said earlier was a point forward man whether you whether he's not lebron james but size but he runs the point like he could run an offense he can make plays he can score he can shoot like he's missing that i believe being in the midst of what everyone else is doing let him start that game get his minutes get him out Come back on that second unit. Let him run that joint, yo, and bring your defensive presence out there. Uh, oh, my God. Can you imagine having Smart, Hayward, right, and then uh, Williams, uh, Simi, and and Rob on the Phil. same unit? Man, that's I'm hanging correct. up. That, that's it. That's what I'm talking about. Can I interject for a quick second? Because I feel yeah. saying about bringing him off uh, at the first up,
2: But the way I've been watching the game. I think Tatum's the first sub, and then they bring Tatum back in for the second unit. So so I agree with you there with everything with Semi, Grant, and then Williams, let them recap on defense and have at least some kind of a score. uh, not Tatum, Brown, or Hayward needs to be on that second unit starting the second quarter. So I I agree with that. As long as Martin smart. I think he'll go back
3: to the bench once he gets back. Yeah, smart will definitely be going back to the bench, which Kemba's back. Moving to the next one. Has anyone else got any other topics they want to throw around?
1: No, that was a good one though. I like that.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. no Marcus. Yes, Marcus. <laughs> that was funny, yo.
1: I remember I remember last season when Marcus would put up those shots, we were just be like, No, what is he doing? And then the season is just more like, all right, we know what we're getting now. We know who smart is. Smart can take his shot.
0: It's it's <laughs> hard to get that is. out of you though, because like I still f- I trust him, but I still feel it when that ball goes up. Like, what are you doing? And and like last night, like they're going in, so it's it's cool. But it like it still gives me that little bit of a pause. I know.
3: Cringe.
1: I understand. I understand. I,
3: I remember understand. doing like a I was doing a podcast last year, an independent one, and I must have gone on like a fifteen minute tangent about why Marcus Smart should have to pay a fine every time he took a shot.
1: That was bad, yo. It was
2: so bad. And now <laughs> I
3: remember it was, man. And now I'm like, yo, we should be paying him every time he takes this shot. Because no, and then no, his handles, he'll starts pulling up
0: from half court, and we don't oh, we God, don't I want do. a baby Antoine on our hands. His handles last night like,
3: though looked really nice. I mean, he hardened slips. Let's be fair, but it looked nice. And then he had that nice spin move as well. His handles look quite improved. They seem to be getting better as the seasons going on. And, uh, they do.
1: The Decision making is ridiculous yeah
2: Marcus
0: he's, Martin, but, oh, he's, right. he's a so, go ahead Mark. oh sorry uh yeah he's a he's making like a highlight reel pass in every game whether he's throwing it yeah. over his head or thrown it behind his back uh, and that's something that you'd see a little bit out of him but uh, he's doing it every night uh, it's like he's got that eye in the back of his head and you know he's not throwing Ooh. the ball away when he's doing that so you keep doing that because it's you're finding the open guy you're getting buckets out of it and it's It looks flashy, but it's not a risky play when he's doing it. I have total trust in him to do that.
3: So that's going to bring us to the end of this episode. We've ran, I allotted 55 to an hour. We're just hitting the hour mark now. You guys are more than welcome to phone back in this time next week, as is any listener. If you're listening, hit me up on Twitter on a Sunday. I'll give you the info, as I did to these guys. I'll shoot you the actual digits to dial and the meeting pin and everything as we go live. And then you, anyone's more than welcome on. This is for the Celtics community once a week. Just dial in. Make sure if you're listening to leave that good review and that five-star rating. If it's a bad review, please don't leave it. Just DM me and we can figure out how I can make this better. And then these guys who are on today, try and give them a follow. Let's, make, let's grow this community. So if you guys want to drop your handles real quick.
1: Yeah, man, you can follow me at 49 Breezy on Twitter. At 49ersBreezy on Twitter and IG.
3: Nobody else? Uh,
2: uh, you find me at Jabari underscore No
0: underscore Parker on IGN and Instagram. Right. And uh, and you can find me at M Fury thirty eight M F U E R Y thirty eight or at Section five Section number five I V E all one word.
3: And that's a podcast page. I listen to that podcast from time to time. They do good things over there. So show your support, guys. And we'll be back again on the Wednesday with the around the league show with the amount of stuff that's going on around the league this week I'm sure it's going to be a doozy and then make sure you tune in on Friday as we're not doing the GM show this Friday as we have a special guest that that I'm keeping quiet because I'm super stoked to have them coming on and that'll be on Friday so we'll catch you again on Wednesday y'all